when you have a gift and you want to give it to somebody, what do you do? What, what, what? You do what? How? You wrap. Won't it be very interesting for you to go and look for a wrap that um, you pick from a baller somewhere and then use it to wrap your gift? Shocking, eh? So the gift that you are presenting may be very, very nice, but the wrapping is enough to put off the person. Hallelujah. So you, you want to give somebody food to eat, and then you just throw the food and the, and the, the bowl like that on the floor. Just, that is your food. Eat it. It doesn't matter what is inside. You have killed the person's ability to enjoy what you have presented. So that there is a way you wrap your gifts that repels people. And that is what I'm talking about this morning. Some givings that we do are not acceptable to God even though we have given. Some tithes that we pay are not acceptable to God even though we have paid. The quantum of your, of your giving is not as important as what is around it, how you wrap it. Amen. A man marries a lady, expressed all manner. Indeed, the man loves the wife, but there is something the man loves much more than the wife. It is his business. His what? Business. So I love you, honey, I love you. Look, I'm giving every month, this is, this is for you, for your enjoyment. Whatever the lady needs in the house is available, the man is not available. It is business, 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 and business. So that so-called love is not wrapped in love. So there's tension in the home. Children are scattered. Nothing is working. And the man is rich. An average normal woman. What did I say? will reject that man with his money except for the longer throat. A woman with longer throat, oh, oh no, it doesn't matter. Just let the money flow. You can go to anywhere you want to go. Her mission is different. But a proper woman, all she needs is some little attention. No, ask them, they will tell you. Some attention. If you pick 100 women, you may get only 10 who will be interested in your money. No, you don't understand women. Do you know that this moment, this time, marriage is more important to the women than anything else? You don't know? Oh, those ones who are prostitutes are prostitutes. You can't do anything about them. They start that one in schools. Eh? When they are in, at the university, that's how they start to show you that they are not ready for marriage. So it is sugar daddy, sugar boy. 
everywhere. They are not looking for one. When we were in the final year at the university, one lady came to me and was trying to make me feel important. So I told her she go away. That she didn't see me first year, second year, it's third year. After you have finished whatever should be finished, you are bringing me the fiber. Behave sometimes, I don't like talking. <laughs> don't let people suck the juice and leave you the shaft. No man is looking for the shaft, nobody. The day he discovers that uh, you are not willing to be kept in the house, he will give you a new name. When he says go, you won't go. A new name to help you understand yourself. Giving with love rap. That's the title of the message. How and what have you used to wrap the gift that you are giving to God or to man? Some givings are like a curse. When you take what is given, it's like you have been cursed. Only a dead pia, the pia, a ball one and a half of years, they open your beard, didn't he? Jiddy. Even as a child, I was very sensitive to that thing, as a child growing up, that you wanted to give me something, and your face didn't show, there was no smile on your lips, never. I won't take it. They complained and complained and complained. Nobody could change that thinking. I don't know who put it there, but it was there. And I've grown with that one. I don't have business with anybody's item. If you are not giving that thing to me from love, I will know it. There's a vibe that flows. You you know. So I won't waste my time collecting your items. So you won't meet me the next day and tell me that... uh, If a pastor tells you that don't give him a gift, because after giving the gift, the next moment if you misbehave, he will punish you. What, what, what do you think? Hmm? Is your friend Abi? That's what I told him in Benin City. Nobody should give me anything. When you express something from me, you won't get it. So keep what you have, and let me keep what I carry. And they came and said they had never heard that kind of thing before. I said, then you've heard it. So when you are bringing anything to me, weigh yourself very well. But just at the point of giving, if you misbehave, I will deal with you. Aha. Why must you give to someone with the intent of trapping the person? Where is the love element? Okay, scripture says, give, it shall be given back to you, and so you want to give. You won't get any reward on that one. So many of us, we have thrown out money and clothing and things like that because we gave it to people with a wrong motive. There was no love. At all. Oma 
You see, that statement is enough to kill a person. It's not your fault. I'm the one that dressed you up, so now you are talking. You are talking. And the women know how to say it very well. I will say anyone. With your dress, you will throw down. But real appetite gone. Your self-esteem is damaged. Because of one little present you went to take. There was a rich man living by our house, in fact, next to our house at South Central in Kumasi. And at that time, he was the only one that had television around the area, and everybody went to watch TV there, and their children would be pouring water on people. So I took an oath before God and man that I would never step into the house to go and watch television. What for? That somebody will look down on me because I, I want to watch television. No, no, no. I will not be there. And it was so strong that later the wife of the man asked a question. Why is that you are the only person from your house that never comes to our house? I said your house is not my house. <laughs> I was in middle school. That before, okay, you may call that one, uh, what, J, JHS? I, no, is it JHS at all? After primary school, yeah. I was in middle school. So I told her, I said, your house is not my house. This is my house. Simple. I don't care what you are eating there. You can eat anything. I don't care. What I get to eat is the best that I should be eating. You don't confuse me with what you, whatever you have. Now, you see, some children are easily lured because of the way they are treated in their homes. They have no peace there. So they go out. And when they go out, they are, they are embarrassed. Their spirit is killed by people who don't love but still want people around to boast with what they have. Now, listen to me. You are a child of God. There is no one who is greater than you except the God that brought you into being. We respect people, but we don't fear people. Our father has everything. So don't let anybody's father confuse what he has. Don't let your boss make you think that job is the only job. If you leave that place, you won't get a job to do. It's a lie. We are a you You see, self-esteem is very important. Very important. So an atmosphere where there's no love, you don't need to stay there. If you go to marry a man because of his money, and now he's treating you as one of the objects in the house, that's your choice. It's your business. It is money that took you there, so take the money and suffer. And there are some of them who are sitting there and suffering like that. Because they can't let go of the money. Anytime the man said, get out from this place, he will step, she will step outside and look at the building. He said, no way, I'm going back. <laughs> One day he will die. One day he will what? Yeah. A man who is not giving why he's alive, do you think your name will be in his, in his will? Before see, we need more work and 
death. If you don't know how death is, check when you sleep. So you set the, the camera, you know, around the area. When you sleep, then it snaps and let you see how you are. Glory. When love is your motivation and your attitude in giving, then your giving releases aroma, sweet aroma. When you give with love, that gift, that money, that item you are giving releases a sweet aroma. An aroma that is pleasing to God. Or maybe you are in Sonia, me and a bone. You get big sounds of huge. Sometimes when you see some people, you know, some are very genuine people with fat envelope like that, dropping offering in church. It was one of such that was dropped. In the, in the church where we're pastoring, the, the, the administrator saw it, he couldn't control himself. The spirit of Achan entered into him. It was dollars in a brown envelope that was dropped into the... And the man spotted that one and picked it. Security men were looking at him. So when you went to put it somewhere, they saw it. Before you went back to pick, it was not there. So people come with such sums of money. We are excited when we see such volumes of money, but the God they brought the thing to has already rejected the thing. So our bishop, the host of blessed memory, says something. He said, we don't care where you bring your money from. There's one that rewards. He knows where you brought it from. We will want to build a house. So when you bring it, we'll bless it and use it to build, but there will be no reward from the one you gave it to. So uh, me, I'm, I don't have any problem with you. I didn't send you to go and bring any money. You are the one bringing it. And I can't follow you to check the work you did to get that money. Yeah. But the one you are bringing the money to knows where the money is coming from. And so that money is, it loses its relevance the moment you, you took it. You drop it there and God said, this one is rejected. A rejected vote. When the counting is done, it's not counted. So no reward. The same thing is as when you are bringing something in competition. In what? Yes. You saw your friend brought something and you said, I will do him. And so you go and carry something more and you want people to see. The way you handle the everyone you are coming to give is very interesting. So that's how you are carrying the thing. We bless your name. You are holy. Hallelujah. So our people will see the thickness of the envelope. And God said, you, you lifted your hands to me, but your hands were full of blood. So when there's no love behind what you are presenting to God, it's a reject. It does not please God at all. When your heart is bitter, men cannot see it. But the God that you are giving the thing to sees it. You come to sweep the church in anger. 
because you were scolded last week. I'll go. I don't go now. You just talk anyhow. You talk anyhow just because I'm a church member. Who, who, who put you here? You can resign from being a member and be a visitor. We don't have any problem. Sincerely. Because our mission is to make sure that we are modeled. Properly molded by God to show to the world. So when we scold you for coming late, it's not because we hate you. Otherwise, I will not have any friends anywhere. I've tried, I've tried to put plaster on my mouth. It didn't work. I put zip. No work. I, I tried. I've tried, though, many years. I've tried to build it this mouth. But when it comes to church, I don't know how to build it. Because what is wrong is wrong. Why should I close my eyes for you to do something that God will reject? Let me reject it here for you to change your mind and your attitude. God will not talk, but I will talk. I will talk in a manner you won't like. But when you go home, you still remember me. As you are eating, you remember you stop eating. Appetite is gone. In the night, you want to sleep, and then you hear the voice, and you wake up. I don't even know who brought this man to the church. But I can't stop going to the church. I say, hey, you see now, you are caught already. So settle down and do the thing well. You get the point. Now you see, you have brought your money, but your heart is not in the money. It's not after it. It's, there's no love there. Let's bring gifts for ourselves. You see somebody you want to bless. You go and buy something, and then you give it to the person. And the words that follow the gift are not good. I have watched you for a long time. I see that most of the dresses that you put on are low grade. And it's not fitting for you. And that's why I have brought you this one. This one was sent to me by a friend. I spoke to him about you. So he sent all the way from the UK. I tell you, when you wear this dress, just wait and see how people will comment. If it is me that you are bringing that dress, I'll reject it there and there. Because I know you want to enslave me with your, with, your, with your gift. So you brought something very expensive. It's very good. But God says no. When somebody wears the dress that you give to that person, you now tap your friend. Have you seen that, brother? That shirt, how is it like? He said, it's fine. I gave it, I gave it to him. Yeah, just last week, I gave it to him. <laughs> I gave it to him. I'm so excited seeing him here. He looks good, you see? Different from how you saw him last. You know, he... <laughs> now, what I'm telling you are issues that happen on a daily basis. They are issues of life. And God said, that gift, that present you brought, does not release the aroma that is sweet and pleasant to me. It shall reject. May your gift not be rejected by God. Amen. May your giving not be canceled by God. Amen. And I will show you a few people in the Bible. Yet a few of them.
First Kings chapter 3. Let's just look at it from verse 1, but I actually need verse 3. And Solomon loved the Lord. He did what? Walking in the statues of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burnt offerings at the high places. Of course, that was the only place available. Yeah, go to the next. Um. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. Now the premise is that he loved the Lord. Then the quantum is great, but what makes the quantum very great is the basis. He loved the Lord. The motivation. So it was a burnt offering that was wrapped in love. Wrapped in what? Oshu Aforibo. Our quiet man, young coupon, or don't in a tertiary. Now go to the next verse. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and said, Ask what? Ask, what shall I give you? Is that what you call blank check? Ask. <laughs> Very interesting scenario. If, if God had asked more of us here, oh, God himself would have been surprised. <laughs> the kind of things that we will say. Mm. <laughs> Lord, I want one skyscraper. In New York. God said, Done. He said, That's not all. I want a powerful mansion in a choice area in London. That's where I want to be staying. In Accra, here, in Ghana, okay, no problem. Just give me a house in each regional capital. And now you come to your car. I'm tired in entering cars and going through, uh, what do you call it, traffic. Give me a helicopter. And then what? You, you see, you, add up, you ask all manner of things. You have asked about 20 things now, and there's no reference to the kingdom. No reference to where? The kingdom. If you are married, you have not remembered your spouse. One day, I decided to look at the prayer request that people brought on one first January thing like that, 31st December. They were in my office. We're praying about them. I, I just felt I should look at it. I started going through the prayers. I was so sad. I was sad. Just a few people remembered to pray for the people in the church, to talk about the kingdom. Talk about missionaries and pastors and don't, no, no, no. Everybody was talking about something flashy. Something that will make them look, have an influence in life. So you know where their heart is. Well, I didn't say anything about that one. 
even though I talk about it. I didn't make reference to the fact that they brought something and I look at their prayer items. Since I have seen their heart, I talk about their heart. And they sat and they were looking at me. They were looking at me. There is nobody here who didn't want good things. There's nobody here that would reject a good house. Nobody would do that. But where is God on you know, your scale of, ref, of, of preference? Where is God? Where is his kingdom? Solomon loved the Lord. So God was his priority. And he was able to give God burnt offerings, a thousand of them. And God now said, ask whatever you want. Do you think a person like this will now begin to talk about material things like that? No? Look at what happened. And Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant, David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for me, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Go ahead. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people. A what? Great people. Too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, Give your, to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge these great people of yours? See where the heart of the man is? Right, is that all? Their speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And then God got drunk. What did he say? Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice, behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. Yes. And I have given, I have also given you what you have not asked. Both riches and what? And honor. So that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. For if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes my, and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. And so and so and so forth. Now the man loved God. He brought to God an offering that was wrapped in love. And when God gave him opportunity to show the intent of his heart, he didn't fail. I want to execute my ministry properly. His ministry 
was to govern God's people, give them direction, lead them well, and all the rest that you had. He appreciated God for what he had done to his father and what he was doing in his own life. He admitted the father he needed help from God. So I'm, 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 I'm a child. I don't know how to go in and how to come out. And he pleased God. That the man's love for him extended to the thoughts of his mind and the consideration of the heart. His business was more important to him than anything else. And God said, I've given you that kind of the request you made. And I'm adding something. I always put it this way. Solomon was asking God, you are supposed to lead these people. And you have allowed me to do that. So give me the kind of wisdom you have to lead the people the way you would have if you were here bodily. And then God said, if I were around bodily, in addition to that wisdom, I will have affluence. So I give you affluence. You didn't ask for it, but I give it to you. And the man became the richest man. That then will ever knew. I don't even know now. But he was very, very, very rich. And he was very wise. This is what happens to a person whose heart is after God. Your thoughts, your considerations are kingdom issues. And then God will help you to execute your ministry and then give you that which you didn't ask for. I want him to come to understand how generous God has been with him. Sometimes we look at the bonnets in the bank. And at the bank, you don't have anything. And yet, you have not begged anybody whole of the year. And you never went hungry. I mean, went without food any day. You didn't have that money. How did you get money? How were you fed? When we allow the love of God to overwhelm us, and we are so committed to his cause, he takes interest in our welfare too. God is not a taskmaster. If you want your giving to produce what you are expecting, then it must be wrapped in love. It should be love provoked. And that is a fact. If human beings are your consideration, you will never serve God. Because people that you don't expect to behave in a particular manner, they will behave. Because they are still human beings. And then it's okay because of this one, I don't go to church. When I hear people like that, I, I, I get offended. And I just have to keep quiet because before I, I say something that I cannot repair. I, I can't understand you. Nobody could stop God from saving you. Was there anybody that made God to save you? No. It was God's love that saved you. So there's a personal thing between you and God. Any other person coming is a stranger. So you don't allow people to determine how you serve your God. If you do that, it means you don't understand your salvation. My salvation is very important to me. I place that one above everything, even relationships. 
If you are my friend and I see that you are not going that way, we will not stop being friends, but I will not waste my time on you. I'm looking for someone who will sharpen me. No one that will pull me down. So I changed my mentality about uh, uh, what do you call that one? Childhood. Childhood. It was child now. Now you are adults. So if the person is an adult, stop. That's my friend though. We've been friends from our childhood. We live in the same area. That's where we grew up. Did you grow in Kokumemle? You? This man? You don't know what I'm talking about, you? Uh -huh. I don't know you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's not like that. It is direction of the Holy Ghost. This person's life is not adding to my spiritual life. I keep him at bay. Let me get someone whose life will challenge me spiritually. It's not because I don't love you. Uh, I do. But 30 minutes with you may cost me about two hours of redemption. And I have to go and be repairing the things that you said, you put in my heart, I have to now go and do fasting and prayer to check them out. <laughs> so why should I waste my time talking with you? I won't do that. We talk on the phone. And you have a way of cutting the thing. It's very easy. It's simple. If I do that one to you and you get offended, you are wasting your time because I won't change. We'll be talking like that and say, ah, praise God. Thank God for your life. All right, so we'll talk again. I'm gone. I'm gone. And there are many ways of saying, there's one that Bishop B taught me. It's inside my, my head. I, I say it very often. We'll talk again. Of course, we'll talk. Don't we talk again? We will. So for now, let's break it. That's the meaning. Uh, let's stop here. Even now, talk time is more expensive. So cut it short. All this one that you'll be asking about everybody. How is your wife? What about your wife's mother? What do you have to do with my wife's mother? Eh? Did you say you ate rice yesterday? What is the meaning of that one? What are you going to eat today? And I'll be, I'll be answering you. No, 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 no. You will discover one network has taken over. Network has taken over. Praise God. But if we are talking and you are giving me sound spiritual materials, I'll be more interested. Indeed, I will sit down. Let the talk time finish. I will buy more. Because you are of relevance to me. Are you kingdom minded? If you are kingdom minded, you walk in love. And you treat the kingdom in that manner. That is about Solomon. Well, the end of Solomon is a different story altogether. We are talking circumstantially. What he did at this moment, that's what we are learning from. Praise God. And we are learning from that one. The other ones that he did, I won't talk about them because I don't want you to even hear. I can't understand how a man so blessed by God 
will now be so stupid. <laughs> you know, success is easy to get to. But maintaining success is a challenge. Because it has the power to make you drunk. And when a person is drunk, he is not in charge of his thoughts. Ask those who drank before they got born again. They talk anyhow. You go and buy, you go and buy talk. And that's talk time. You buy, you buy talk time. Four bottles of Guinness. And when you finish, you are now talking. You go and insult your mother-in-law on the wings of a gogoro. And then your wife now tells you the next morning, you insulted my mother yesterday. Say, eh? Mama? No, 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 no. I, you know I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. You did that one, not even in the house, it was outside. So now for two weeks, your, your, your mother-in-law will not see you. <laughs> and you see, our, our mothers-in-law, they are very good. Because of their daughters, so they love their daughters, so by all means, they love you. So with all your uh, mistakes, when you come, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Me and me, we said no out of kakra. Me and me, we said no out of kakra. How do you encounter yes, sir? We encounter to yes, sir. Oh, mama, I beg, oh, no, 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 no. I saw all the signs, I saw the signs, I saw the signs. And that one will make you go and do it again. May you get a mother-in-law who will slap you. For the Ogogro to leave your, your eyes Amen. so that she can advise you. Amen. Glory to God. There was a man called Barnabas in the book of Acts. Come across Barnabas in chapter 4 of Acts of the Apostles. His name was Joseph, but the apostles gave him the name Barnabas which means son of consolation. He was a man from whom love exuded. So he's giving everything wrapped in love. The way he received new converts was amazing. But somebody gets here, he gets born again, and nobody cares. They say it is a work of uh, retention. retention. How much love do we show people when they come here? This matter has been discussed over and over again. I don't want to go there again. How much love do we show people? This is not the only place I'm seeing this. No, I've seen it many, 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 many places. Many, many places. Yes, as congregations, when you go there, after service, you don't see them friend, friend talking. They are looking for those that came in first. The first time. To talk with them, encourage them, and make sure they know it have their phone numbers, they know the addresses, to go and bring them in. But here, you do parakop. It's in Yoruba. If you want to know the meaning, ask my, my wife. Now, parakop, you do. Now, my own, my own. Now, we, we. And your point is, my boy, they say, baby, I'm going to be four seats. I'm going to what are you looking for? What about those that came in for the first time? What about the guests that you received? How many minutes would they take from you? Maximum five, ten minutes. Just yes, let them feel warm and then take the address and be good enough to call somebody's 
somebody after the service, express how you feel about the person coming here. It's something that all of us can do. Unfortunately, we don't. Maybe a few do. So what is the love we profess? We love the kingdom. Now, gradually, uh, you have acquired constituencies. There are people who have particular seats they sit on and particular locations. I know, I know, I know all of them. When I come and I want to see them, I know where to look at. When I check you are not there, then I will now be combing you know, around to see. I know where you will be. You know? It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Your friendship is with the seat. You are not friends with people. All we are saying is very simple. Let us relate on the basis of love. The people who are your friends now, they are not running away. After service, they will still wait. You tell the person, wait for, oh, boy, you didn't come over here to try my main chair, my answer. The person won't go. The person will wait. Okay, so you do that work first, and then you can converge at any point and do your talk and discussion. Nobody will begrudge you. But let's show love. Chapter 4, verse what? Yeah. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. In chapter 11, this same man was sent to Antioch, and when he got there, he remembered that Paul was in his hometown, Tarsus. He went there to look for him and brought him to Antioch, and they were there for one year until the Lord sent them on the apostolic mission. You see Barnabas manifesting this love dimension of relationship. And he was a giver. The contrast is in chapter 5. He had his land, he sold it and brought the entire thing to the apostles. Then Ananias and uh, his wife, the two shall be one. They agreed to dupe God. They sold land and kept part of the proceeds and brought the, the other the, the remaining and said, that is all we got. And that was what Peter asked. You, it was for you. It was your land. When you sold it, the money was yours. So, okay. Nobody will fight you. After all, it's your own land. That's the giving I'm talking about. That because Barnabas did it, he also wanted to be seen as one that was generous. A lover of God. And it backfired. Fruahua dim any old dom Emma. And then you'll be here. And also good yesterday. Wahua didn't know on my wait, your time will come. Hallelujah. You see, whatever your heart is not ready for will not produce for you. If somebody says, Okay, I'm giving five hundred. And it's not because you are motivated by that one to give. It is because you also want to feel you 
important. You want to feel big. You want to feel belonged. Miss Mama 500. Now, what Tom Bibi? Nadiaba. I've heard the baby morning, afternoon, evening, you'll be insulting people in your house. Your children said, Daddy, where is the television? Uh, 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 pastor asked me to bring you to church. So the children will use. I'll go and bring it back. You are sowing an evil seed in your heart against the pastor. One week, this child will ask you again, Daddy, the children, they have watched enough. Let me also watch now. So I don't even understand what they are, why they are keeping that television. You are going deeper and deeper. Who sent you? It was covetousness and greed that sent you. It wasn't love. Yama Yehubibia, an elder in the church, made that statement. Yama Yehubibia. One Adimano. Yama, we have given the give the give the give. We don't see anything. Who did you give the money to? give it to God. You want her to be known. <laughs> you want her to be known. So you got your reward. When people clap, they shook hands with you after the service. Oh, oh in fact, you have shown love today. Shown love. When pastor mentioned 1,000, I knew there would be nobody around us at that time. And you came out. Oh, the Lord bless you. God says, stop, don't waste your time. <laughs> there is no blessing for this one. There's one prayer, you guys, you, not, not you alone. Christians pray. Uh -huh. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his glory. Eh? His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God. Almost all of us we have prayed that prayer before. On you, you you want to you want to feel good before God. The Philippian church had something that Paul commented on. And that is what brought about that blessing that was pronounced. So if you have not gone into what they did, you have no business praying that prayer. They, I think there is something the politicians have been talking about. Conditions precedent. Now when they want to confuse us, they go and carry some terms and come and wave them before us like this, so we get confused. Uh, conditions precedent. There's another one they brought out recently. Eh? There's another one. Oh. <laughs> Our own president, they even said I rejected it. So. Hmm? Philippians chapter 4. Paul was saying to effect that churches and groupings refused to send to help him 
or to help the work that he was doing. But the Philippians did not. Now verse 15. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. And then he went on and on. And verse 19, which is what we quote most often. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But the Macedonian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, their matter was different. They were in deep poverty. They were having hard times. But because they loved the Lord, they went beyond their abilities to give. Even when the apostles were saying, leave it, leave it. No. They entreated them to take what they had brought in. Love. So Paul says, whatever you are getting, get that grace also. That grace that the Macedonian church had. So we should get that grace. The grace of going beyond your ability. Pressing forward. Because your heart is in it. Anytime we are giving, whatever is in your heart, sincerely in your heart to give, God will definitely put it in your hand. It may not be there, but there's a yearning in your heart to give to God. And you, you pick a, 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 an amount that you want to give, God will put that amount in your hand to give. Don't ask me where it will come from. There's a way he does his things. There's a way God does his things. But let it be from love. Hallelujah. All of us have been given. The Macedonian church did an exceptionally great thing, but it was because it was in their heart. And I'm saying to you, Anytime you make up your mind to give something to God or to someone who is in need, God will put it in your hand. And let me leave you with something. Go to Job 29. Now you read chapter 1 first. And see the kind of person that Job was. That God could boast with him. And then you go to 29. He shares his secrets there. He was the defender of the poor and the needy. He tells us the things that he was doing. That God blessed him. God so blessed him that even after his challenges, God restored everything double. The only thing that wasn't double was the children. Otherwise, everything that he had, double. Because in spite of the challenges, the problems he went through, the hardship, he never opened his mouth against God. What he said that was very close to condemning God was that he cursed the day he was born. 
but it was out of desperation. The wife told him, curse this God and die. That was a wonderful wife. She looked at the state of the husband and said, no, I can't bear this one. The shame is one thing and then the pain is another. That my husband sits out naked and is scratching his body because of But the man kept quiet before the Lord. His friends came in there and their own was worse. As he approached, they began to cry. When they got him, they kept quiet. And for days, they were quiet. They were not saying anything. When they opened their mouth to talk, it was nonsense. It was judgment all through. To the extent that one young man was you know, listening to them and said, I thought you, your, age, your age will make you say something sensible. But I've discovered there is no age. <laughs> but that man had a secret. He loved people. He loved God and he loved people. And so he was doing everything that would make God happy with him. And do you know something that Satan knew that this man himself did not know? Satan knew that God has made a hedge of protection around him and around everything that he had. And many of us, we don't know and we don't believe it. So when sinners are not sleeping because of the money they have in the house, you also are not sleeping. You're not sleeping. When I was younger in the faith, I was accusing Job for being afraid. He was operating at the level of revelation that he had. He didn't want the children to offend God. He didn't want to offend God too. So every time the children went out, he said, maybe, maybe, then you go and sanctify them, purify them, and make offerings unto God in case they have offended God, God should forgive them. But he was living in fear. And later he came to understand. He said, I think that I feared most. As happened to me. Walk in love. There's no fear in love. May the love of God that is in you, there as a pool, be stirred up today. And reflect in everything that you do. That your giving will not be wasted. It shall be a giving or a gift wrapped in love. That God will be pleased with what you do and will reward you immensely. God rewarded Job. Double, double. He gave him favor. His relations and friends came around, all of them, they came to beg him for forgiveness. His friend had to be prayed for. And God told them to go and make sacrifices for the prophet Job to pray for them. He gained the approval of God because he stood with God. Amen. I pray this morning and ask the covering of the blood of Jesus over every one of us here, our homes, our properties. That the hedge of God will be around us as fire, consuming fire, that will destroy the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. 
that will walk in love and understanding of what the concept of love is. We will give from our hearts, not our minds. And our giving shall arise before the Lord, a sweet smell in savour, unto his glory, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, just before I sit down, after I do justice to this, if you are here this morning, you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, it's an opportunity for you to do so.